0: Hey, hey, welcome to Career Coaching with Tiffany, the Office Informant Podcast. Here we focus on helping you navigate what's next in your career. Whether you're looking to prepare for a promotion, re enter the workforce, or completely overhaul your career, this is the place to hear tips, tools, stories, and experiences to help you feel more confident in moving forward. I'm Tiffany, your host and guide. Welcome to another episode of Career Coaching with Tiffany, the Office Informant Podcast. On today's episode, I am going to be talking about a topic that many of us have experienced. Today I'm going to be talking about layoffs. I know it's not a light subject, but a very important one. As long as businesses rise, fall, restructure, redirect, there are going to be layoffs. And I know, from an HR perspective, from one who from someone who has gone through a layoff themselves, it sucks. I absolutely hate layoffs. It's literally the worst part of my job. You have two, 10, or, or 200 team members that are coming to work every day, giving their best, doing what they have to do to take care of themselves and their families. And because of a business decision, they are losing their income. I have been there. I completely understand. So you might be thinking, Tiffany why are you talking about layoffs now? Surprisingly, it's not plastered all over the news, but I'm working with three clients right now that are either about to experience a layoff or they've been out of work for a couple weeks or a couple months. So three different clients in three different situations in two different industries who are experiencing a layoff. All right. So before I dive into my tips and tools, if you're facing a layoff, if you face a layoff in the future, if you're currently laid off right now, here's my positivity kicking in. There is something good on the other side of this layoff. And I'm going to tell you this from personal experience. My layoff that time gave me such a clear mind. It made me pause and I was able to do something I'd wanted to do for years. And that's to start this business. The other thing my layoff did is it allowed me to think about my job search differently. I'm 42 years old today. When I was laid off, it was January, 2020. So I was 30 something years old, I was a mother, I was a wife, but I never thought about job searching through that lens. I just kept on applying, kept on working, kept on taking job opportunities all my life. But with this pause, I was able to job search like a mother and I was able to document every single step of that job search process so I could talk to you about it today, years later, and how that process worked for me. At the end of it, I got three great job offers, in a matter of two months, and I was able to make a fully informed decision of which opportunity to take. So today I'm gonna walk you through some of the things that went through my mind and some of the things I documented that were helpful to me during that time, and also the same things I've used for clients for the last few years and taking current clients through this process as well. Okay, friends, let's acknowledge, getting laid off can be challenging, It's hurtful and it's an emotional experience. It makes you doubt yourself and it could erode your confidence, but it is important during this time to remain as calm as possible and focused on your next steps, whatever those may be. So I want to talk you through some actions to consider if you ever find yourself in this situation or unfortunately you're in this situation now. The first thing I want to share is to process your emotions. We just talked about it being challenging and emotional and hurtful. It is absolutely normal to feel a mix of emotions. You might be shocked, you might be angry, you might be sad, you might not have the confidence, but give yourself some time to process those feelings and come to terms with your current situation if you're in this situation right now. So process all of those emotions, do what you have to to get those out, whether you journal, you meditate, you practice mindfulness, but don't let that negative narrative fester so start to, to turn those negative statements is I can't believe this is happening to me to this is an opportunity for me to restart and do something different or um, what did I do wrong for this to happen to me this is just my sit- to this is just my situation right now and I'm gonna grow from it so don't let those negative emotions fester but do take the time to process them and don't just run past them like they don't exist. Another thing I want you to do right away if you're going through this is to review your finances. Go ahead and go through your financial situation, including your savings, your expenses, any severance pay you might receive. I'll talk about severance pay in just a second and create a budget to help you manage your finances during your job search. So someone getting laid off, almost the very first thing they think about is they just lost their paycheck. And so going deep into your finances, your spending, your budget will help ground you and what you really need. I don't care if you're making $40,000 a year or you're making $400,000 a year. We all have a little spending waste, let's be real. And so by reviewing those finances, you're able to see where you have that spending waste and go ahead and cut those things out of your budget so that you can have a little bit less stress during your job search during a layoff. So review your finances. All right, let's talk about severance. Most organizations offer a severance package. Hopefully, hopefully you are not showing up to work after serving at an organization for five years, six years, 17 years, and they're handing you your papers and saying today's your last day or in 30 days is your last day, and they're not offering you a severance package. Let's just hope that's not the case. If you are offered a severance package, go ahead and read that document fully, make sure you have someone else read it, And if you are in the position to negotiate your severance package, take advantage of the opportunity to do so. Okay, so organizations I've worked for in the past typically pay about two weeks per year of service. So that's two weeks of pay per year of service to the organization. So if you work with the organization for eight years, you're going to get 16 weeks of pay. That's pretty good. And so that's like the max benefit for severance I've seen out there. If your organization, let's say, pays a week for every year or just gives like a blanket two-week severance package. Let's say you've been working at an organization for five years and they're going to give you a blanket two weeks. I would go to my manager and ask, is that severance negotiable? If that's it, they might just say no and, you know, and close the conversation there. Um, Or they might say, you know, what additional are you looking for? And you can say, hey, I've read that it's a standard to give one week or two weeks for every year of service. I've been with the organization for five years. That would equal, you know, 10 weeks of service, or it might be hard to jump from 10 weeks to from two weeks to 10 weeks. So maybe that's five weeks of service. Would you all consider my loyalty and what I've done for this organization to give me a good start by five weeks of pay? So you can negotiate the time, the amount of money in your severance. Also, you might be able to negotiate your COBRA payments. So COBRA is, I am losing my health insurance. I can stay on my employer benefits, but I no longer have the employer portion paid. So now I have to pay for the full benefit. You might be able to negotiate for your employer to pay their portion or to pay the full portion of the COBRA benefit. So it might be like, hey manager, I thank you for the severance package. I was wondering if the organization would consider paying two months of COBRA for me. That gives me 30 days to job search. And if there's a waiting period at my new employer, I don't have to lose my benefits or have a a pause in my benefits coverage for the year. So COBRA or health benefits is something else you might be able to negotiate. Other things that you might not have considered is technology or subscriptions or licenses. So if you've used your work computer for everything and you don't have a home computer, you might be able to say, hey, could you all allow me to keep my work computer, of course, like clean it off, get all the stuff off of it that b- and belongs to the employer, but this will really help in my job search because this is the only computer I've owned for the last five years. Or, you know, the organization typically pays for my SHRM membership, it's renewing next month, can you um, renew that membership for me so that I can stay active in SHRM and that's gonna help my job search. So went off on a little bit of a tangent there, but there are so many things that you can negotiate in your severance. All right, friends, we're still talking about money here. The next thing I want you to consider doing is to apply for unemployment benefits. So in many states, you could be eligible for unemployment if you've been laid off. So research the eligibility in your state and the criteria and the application process in your region and apply for unemployment as soon as possible. Many people know during COVID, unemployment was a hot mess and it took forever to get approved. So make sure you go ahead and fill out those benefits as soon as possible. And if you have SNAP benefits, food stamps, or anything like that in your area, there is no shame. You have worked all of these years and paid into the government that provides these things and this is the exact reason that benefit is there is for you to take advantage of it when your income is impacted. So apply for unemployment, apply for SNAP or any other benefits that you might be eligible for. Again, it's all about taking away that pressure and that stress and there should be no shame associated with that. All right, so hopefully you have noticed that I have not said one thing about a resume or a job application or networking or anything else. I think before you even get out there and start to talk to your network or, empl- your em- or employers, you have to take care of yourself first. That's why we've talked about finances and your emotion and applying for those benefits that you might be eligible for. The very next thing I want you to consider doing is get some clarity. Think through your last several employers, your last several jobs, your last several roles, and think, what did I not like about that or what I did like? And I want you to create yourself a must have and a can't have list. So one of the clients I am currently working with is in the senior care and insurance industry. And so she's done a number of things in that industry. She has gone out and sold senior medical and healthcare benefits. She has partnered with hospitals and rehabilitation centers to ensure that when seniors were transitioning out of the hospital or the rehabilitation center, they were getting this, the services they deserved. And she's also worked in a call center that was processing claims for senior benefits. So she, does, she has done the whole gamut of senior benefits. When she made her must have and her can't have list, it was very clear that in her last role where she was processing the claims, she didn't wanna do that anymore. She loved interacting with the hospital facilities and the rehab facilities and the, the senior groups and the churches and going to the community events and really being right there with the population and the clients that she served. And so when she went back to her job search, She wanted to make sure, although it's easy to get a claims processing role, that's not what she wanted. She negotiated her severance package. She had enough money to float her for a few months. You know, the stress was down a little bit. And although she was eager to get a job, she thought, okay, I have 90 days to find a job. I'm going to spend the first 60 on my must-have list. I'm going to look for jobs that are only on my must-have list. And when I get to those last 30 days, if I get to those last 30 days and I need to get a claims processing job, that's when I'll I'll flip that lever because then I'll need to have income start to come in. And so we work through this plan, this action plan, and fortunately she did not have to um, go and apply to roles that were on her can't have list because she was able to find a role um, doing what she loved. And so again, I haven't talked about resumes or your LinkedIn profile or anything like that, that clarity is very, very, very important. All right, now let's get to the typical career coach stuff. Once you have that clarity, you wanna update your resume and your LinkedIn profile, of course. Ensure that resume and those online profiles are up to date. They showcase your skills, your experience, your accomplishments. They showcase a new direction in your career if you've decided to take a turn. And so go ahead and update those things and get some help if you need to, but ensure that all of your certifications, your licenses, your education, your employment, all of that stuff is up to date on your resume and your LinkedIn profile, and those things match. Do you have an interview coming up? And the very thought of interviewing makes you want to run and hide. Well, guess what? I love interviewing. Weird, right? Well, I wanna share tips and tools I've used personally and coach clients on for many years. You can download the pre-interview guide today. The best part, it's free. Inside of this free resource, I share steps you should take before the interview, insight into what hiring managers are looking for, and a list of common interview questions. You can get your copy at theofficeinformant.com backslash pre-interview guide. You can also find the link in the show notes. Then you want to network. Reach out to your professional and your personal network. I want to say that again. Reach out to your professional and your personal network. And I have an episode all about networking with intention. So um, check out that episode if you're interested in going deeper into networking, but include former colleagues. Someone else may have gotten lay out, laid off. Connect with those people, see what types of leads they have. Connect with friends and acquaintances. I will tell you, I have reached out to people that I worked with, you know, years ago and said, hey, I'm, I'm looking for an HR leadership opportunity. You and I work together at this organization. If you know of anything, please um, let me know about it. I'm looking for a role. Or if you feel comfortable referring me, I would love that as well. So even people that you have worked with and you weren't friends with, but they are acquaintances, Absolutely. Let them know you're looking for new opportunities, ask for job leads or recommendations. And then of course you have to job search. Start searching for those new job opportunities as soon as you feel ready. Use job search websites, social media, and your network to find and apply for positions that align with your skills and your interest. All right, you're not gonna just sit there all day, every day applying to jobs and networking. Take advantage of this time to enhance your skills. Learn something new. Get a certification if you can afford to. If not, LinkedIn Learning is with a LinkedIn premium account. I think it's about $20 a month right now. And it's a big, huge, fantastic resource. I swear LinkedIn Learning should be paying me because I'm Always talking about how fantastic that resource is and how affordable it is to enhance your skills. So consider taking some online courses. You can do that LinkedIn Learning, Coursera, so many other platforms out there. Attend workshops. Go to those shrm meetings to continue to grow yourself and also to diversify your day. It is a very sad existence sitting at home applying to you know twelve and fifteen jobs a day, and that's not a job search strategy. That's just throwing enough. a wall to see what sticks and so get out there and do something a little bit different and one of those things could be growing your skills all right the next thing i want you to consider is practicing self-care losing a job losing your income can be stressful So you want to make sure you take care of your mental and your physical health. So when you are building out a new daily routine, you're not waking up and logging onto the computer like you used to. Wake up, get the kids off to school, walk them to school some days if you're able to, um, exercise, cook yourself a healthy breakfast, maintain a regular sleep schedule. Don't stay up late just because you're not working and apply for jobs at nighttime. Keep that nice, healthy routine. All right, I have two more things I want you to consider. One is seek professional help in whatever way that comes to you, whether that is seeking counseling or therapy or finding a, um, a group that you can uh, join or finding a career coach that can walk you through updating your resume, preparing for interviews, or determining what your next step might be. Whatever that professional is, the help you need, seek out that help. And the last thing is to stay positive and persistent. I know it's hard. A job search can take time. It's so important to stay positive and persistent in your efforts. Remember, being laid off is often just a temporary setback. And there are many people who go on to find fulfilling and rewarding careers after a period of unemployment. It is not a death sentence. It is simply a pause. And if you can take advantage of that pause and do something great with it and take care of yourself. That is all I have for you today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, not the lightest conversation, but absolutely necessary. Thank you for tuning in. Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in to Career Coaching with Tiffany, the Office Informant Podcast. Your support means the world to me. Here's what you can do to continue to have my back. First rate me, a quick five star rating makes a big difference in how new listeners can find me. Next, please share the love, tell your friends and colleagues about this episode, and just maybe they'll become a loyal listener too. Next, stay connected. Go ahead, hit subscribe to catch all of the upcoming insights coming your way. And don't forget to connect on social media. You can find my links in the podcast notes.